Hey everyone, and welcome to the Pinnacle Performance Podcast. Today, I have something a little bit different for you guys, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. So this podcast is done with a buddy of mine. His name is Chase Gilmore, and I've known Chase for about a year now, and I've seen him go through this part of this journey that he's been on with chronic pain, and he is uh, an inspiration to me, but also just a good human being, and um he's going to share his story with you guys. And I think it's important to hear from someone who's not a trainer, not a therapist, not, not really involved in our, in our field, other than the fact that they're a patient and they've been a client for so many different people and so many different locations. Um, his story is fascinating. It's inspiring. And I think that you guys will get a lot out of this. If you work with humans, even if you're not a physical therapist who can work with people in chronic pain, us as personal trainers, we can still work alongside a PT. We can still work alongside other practitioners to have a comprehensive program for these types of individuals. So um, listen to his journey and uh, it's it's a good one. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Yep, we're going. Okay, so just introduce yourself, talk about who you are and just have at it. All right. Uh, so my name is Chase Gilmore. Um, I am uh, a regular person. <laughs> I am not a <laughs> practitioner. Um, I'm not an, uh, an expert by any means, uh, but I, I am somebody who has had a very interesting um, experience with chronic pain. And uh, it's, you know, I'm 26 right now, and this has been going on to a pretty significant degree since I was about 16, 17. Um, and, uh, I just thought it'd be interesting to come on here to talk about, um, my journey because, um, to my knowledge, it's, it is abnormal. Like I have a super extensive medical history, um, with not much resolution and, uh, honestly, not many more answers than when I began. Um, and, uh, I spent an incredible, or me and my parents spent an incredible amount of money and time trying to figure this out. Um, and we've, you know, we've learned some things along the way. Uh, some things are, I'm still just as in the dark about, but, um, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm here to explore it. So, um, you know, I think the easiest way to do this would be just start, um, with my childhood, just kind of like, uh, I mean, we're not going to get too deep here. Um, but let's just say, uh, I had a, I had a, a normal, um, middle-class upbringing, um, uh, both parents, uh, public school, um, was, uh, kind of a, I, I played, you know, I was an athlete. I played baseball. Um, I was a pitcher, shortstop, uh, center field. And I was, I was pretty good in, in little league and then leading up to, you know, kind of your typical juniors, seniors, that kind of thing, not high school, but like the little league structure. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I kind of, a lot of my identity was wrapped up in, in baseball. And, uh, when things started to get a little go, <laughs> start to get a little imbalanced is, um, I had a next door neighbor who was really into, uh, he started to get into weightlifting. So we're about 13 at this time, 12, 13. Uh, I'm in eighth grade, so right at the end of junior high. And uh, he was kind of the the hotter of the two of us. Like every time we'd go somewhere, I just felt like, <laughs> you know, felt like uh, like I was I was his like in his shadow. I know um, that feeling. Yeah. So he um, 
you know, he, uh, he's one of those guys too. It's like the, uh, just a terrible storm because he gets so shredded so easily. I mean, this dude is just, you know, as, know. as lean and he, <laughs> yeah. he, could, he could do anything and, and look as good as he did, you know? Um, but he, you know, he worked out, uh, you know, uh, a lot and, uh, started to look really good. So I, I, I hopped on that train and, uh, I, this is kind of, this just, just speaks to kind of my larger personality. Um, I become quite fixated on certain things. And, uh, I think this is, I think this is important. Um, as later, uh, I was diagnosed with a, a form of OCD. Um, so I, I become really fixated on, um, topics or, uh, just hobbies or things that, you know, just activities that I engage in. Um, and, uh, you know, I, the first year of weightlifting was fantastic. I had all the positive results that one might want from, uh, from weightlifting. You know, I, I put on muscle, uh, I started to be less, you know, in this, in this guy's shadow, uh, uh, I was no longer just the kid with the slightly cuter face. Everybody was like actually giving me some attention, uh, as a whole. <laughs> and, uh, um, I started to be really, um, obsessed with it. And, uh, I think in about a year I put on like 40 pounds and, uh, definitely not all muscle, but, um, to go from, you know, pretty much being super skinny your whole life, uh, probably, you know, 5'11", 130 to like 170, just in your freshman year. Um, my, I kind of got a smaller frame, so I don't think my frame wears it very well. It was just kind of mm -hmm. like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is where things really go off the rails. Um, I remember working out, starting to get into working out, um, like my, my working out to me started to become less of a positive experience and more of this compulsive, um, almost just like, um, anxiety relieving thing where um i would have to do it all the time you know at least once a day for a couple, you know in high school it was a couple hours and uh i started to become really um aware of what felt like asymmetries in my body like my left side <clears throat> just felt so different from my right side um skinnier, less coordinated, you know, every rep, I just started to become so uh, tuned in to how different my two sides felt. And uh, this is where I think sort of this dark side of my OCD started to manifest itself where, um, you know, I don't have your typical, like, I've got to wash, um, you know, my hands a certain amount of times or, or close the door uh, a certain amount of times. I've kind of got this weird thing where things need to feel right. And uh, I was driven mad by the fact that uh, my two sides did not feel the same. And I, I started to just ruthlessly pursue why that might be. Um, we had a chiropractic friend um, in the family who, you know, I go see him and he's got his explanation for it. And, uh, you know, I just kept having to kind of go back and get manipulated and it wasn't really changing much. And, uh, I started to wonder if it was neurologic, you know, I was like, I need to get tests done. And, uh, I, you know, I see an, uh, a, um, um, neurologist and they're doing nerve conduction tests and, um, MRIs and, and everything's just coming back clear. And, uh, I don't, this is where, I mean, I, I've spent a lot of time trying to reflect back on this period of my life, but, um, 
basically what happened is I, and if it doesn't make any sense to you and the listeners, trust me, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I just continued to work out with the, the feeling that if I just worked out more or harder or more intensely that these feelings would go away. It was like, I could just, if I just, if I just did five more reps on this other side and, and you know, eventually this, these feelings would go away and, uh, and they didn't go away. Um, and I didn't have any other solutions and, uh, I could not shake it from, from my psyche. Matter of fact, I started to like, this started to dominate me. Um, I had a lot of friends leading up to this, you know, time. And, uh, I just started to withdraw like piece by piece because I could not focus on anything else other than how weird, uh, and off and imbalanced and just bad my body felt. Um, and this is where I enter into by far the darkest period. Um, and, uh, it's hard to even, it's hard to even admit or exp- like just share the, this, this side of me, because it is, it's bizarre. It's, it's almost like, you know, I, I lost, I just lost, I mean, I definitely lost my way, but it's almost like I lost my mind a little bit. Um, as everything started to, you know, get pulled away, uh, you know, withdrew from hanging with friends, just continued to just try and f- make myself feel more comfortable with myself. Um, I developed depression. Um, I'll skip through this a little bit, but I developed many different eating disorders. Um, So basically I had actually worked out uh, intensely enough and, and just, um, I guess, you know, with, with the imbalances, maybe improperly enough that um, I definitely developed some injuries. I had, you know, a really bad shoulder at that point, my back would always hurt. And uh, I essentially just ran myself into the ground and then compounded that with like two more years of just cycling through different eating disorders where I would, uh, at first I got really, I, I it's insane, dude. I, I think people will just dismiss everything I say going forward because this idea is just so stupid. But, uh, I thought that, uh, it's because I couldn't, uh, so I, it got to the point where my pain was so bad. I couldn't work out enough. I could not, um, work out, um, as much as I was, and I wanted to maintain a certain physique or look. So I just thought that eliminating dietary fats was like a good thing in a way to stay lean. Um, and uh, we, I mean, there's so many issues with this, <laughs> with that. Um, yeah, I've been, and, and I ran that experiment for a while and it, uh, it fucked me up, man. It fucked me up hormonally, um, emotionally. Um, I just became so neurotic and obsessed and just trying to grasp at any form of control. And then I rebounded hard from that because I think eventually both me and my body said, Hey man, like we're done with this. You know, you're going to, you're going to die. Um, and I switched over to bulimia. So I would eat a bunch of bullshit and then go throw it up just to get the pleasure out of it and then not have to face the repercussions. Um, and, uh, and I finally wrapped up that little period where I went and saw, I, I thought, you know what, this, what am I doing? I mean, this has got to stop. Um, maybe let's go figure out what might be going on with me physically from a musculoskeletal perspective. You know, I've got these few spots that really hurt. My whole body feels trashed. Um, what spots were they? So 
Uh, I had developed a pretty bad labral tear on my left shoulder. I'm pretty sure from just banging weights around like a fucking moron. Um, and then uh, just my back. I was doing a lot of compound lifts, but like I'm telling you, dude, like like a crazy person would. Just like so, it was just it was more about a, a release than it was uh, accomplishing anything. Does that make any sense? I, I like if you saw me in the gym, you'd probably be like, "What is wrong with that person?" it's, it's, it's sad. Um, man, it's just, it's hard. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to admit. Um, I think at this point (laughs) people would listen. I think you touched on it that they would listen to this and go, okay, this guy just clearly had something going on within his psyche that pushed him to this point where clearly like this pain is just a result of, you know, yeah. pushing yourself too hard. But no, I, I know you and I've heard your story outside of this before. And I work mm-hmm. with, I've worked with dozens of people over the last 11 months, it's almost November now, who are dealing with similar, not exactly, but similar things. And what I can honestly say is when you get these people to try to exercise, it can be a positive thing. And then they cling on to that because that pleasure, for lack of a better term, is yeah. giving them some dopamine right it's giving them something happy whereas before that that wasn't there because this pain and from what i've never had chronic pain i've had a bad injury but i've never had chronic pain so from what i understand is that it becomes such a detriment to your life that that is what's resulting in this other behavior is there sometimes some underlying psychological things probably but it's not that is usually secondary to this pain driving people and they don't have an answer. And I can't imagine how frustrating that is. Well, this just speaks to the larger issue. I think just within the healthcare system is um, people are not just a bunch of pieces. Uh, They're not a bunch of pieces physically and they're, they're not separate from their, from their minds. Um, It's, it's incredible how many people turn to exercise, um, for many different reasons, uh, whether it's, you know, to go get some nice dopamine hit, whether it's to con- um, control their weight so that they can eat, you know, uh, a certain way that, you know, they derive pleasure from, um, but not have to face the, you know, the, the repercussions as it relates to their, you know, the way they look. Um, people do it just to go zone out. Um, it, it, it really all is just, it seems like it's a, you know, it's a, it's a decent, it's, it's a really good tool at uh, being able to enforce some bit of control um, over, over yourself when, when you're out of balance in total, you know, you're, there's something off about your life. You're um, so I, 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 you know, I think that's what it was for me is it's like, well, you know, I got into weight, I, I got into weightlifting, not to, better my baseball performance i got into it because my got my my buddy kept getting all the girls <laughs> like that was actually like working out was that the solution was or working out was the solution to feeling better about myself and getting more girls um so i don't i don't know if this is that's necessarily important to continue um exploring but um you know it is there's a lot with movement there's a lot as it relates to to movement and exercise and 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 the psyche um, but, uh, so at that point for me, um, I, I'm, I'm going to gloss over some of this. I, I don't think it's necessarily important, but, um, I basically 
<laughs> it seems uh, ridiculous to just go just say this and, and not cover it. But like I, I over the next three years, I got six shoulder surgeries. Um, sounds insane, but it was essentially um, me uh, going to a shoulder specialist because that's what felt like it hurt the most. And uh, him, you know, doing an MRI, finding that there's a, a labral tear and, you know, you've got some multidirectional instability. Let's give you the surgery. Cool. And I'm coming back and uh, I'm going through the physical therapy and I'm just not feeling much better. Um, and upon reflection, I think this is because this was a system problem just as much as it was, you know, my whole body musculoskeletal problem as much as it was a shoulder problem. Like, obviously, yes, I had my, you know, the, the more obvious pathology in the shoulder, but, um, you know, at that point, you know, with what I was mentioning about my back and, and, um, what I'll later mention my pelvis, like my SI joints and just my pelvis feeling off and body feeling off. Like no wonder my shoulder wasn't healing or, or regaining function in the way that, that I wanted. Like I just wasn't having positive outcomes. And uh, I just was stuck in the traditional physical therapy system where they just had me doing, you know, band activities and, and, and all these very localized, you know, just to me, just poor reasoned <laughs> activities. Um, and it's like, haven't I done enough fucking external rotation activities? Like what, like guys, I've gotten the, sh I've, it's, it's, it's just a start. It was, we were just banging our heads against the same wall. Yeah. Um, and I just hadn't been exposed to any other, I didn't even know that people like you were out there. I didn't know about DNS. I didn't know about PRI. I didn't know about functional patterns. I didn't know about any of these, these movement systems. Um, I just, I'd never, I'd never encountered them. So I was just in this medical model, the traditional one, and nobody had any answers for me other than do more fucking ER activities, you know, do more banded activities or go get more surgeries. There were no other options or get injections or whatever. It's amazing. Um, so that's what I did. I mean, I'm, I'm a, at this point, I'm just desperate. I'm like, I, you know, I, <laughs> I thought I was just ruined at 17, 18 years old. I'm like, I, I've turned to the medical system and the med medical system has nothing to offer me. Dude, there was one point where the guy, I, I literally got out of a sling um, and then three days later got an operation on the next shoulder. I, I essentially almost was double slinged up, dude. Incredible. It's just, it's incredible. I want, I wish I had access to the clinical notes because I felt I know these people were just trying to help me, but God damn, man, really? Like, <laughs> how is that? How was that even? Yeah. How was that their clinical reasoning? At that point, they, they just, there's, there's got to be a, something else. So yeah, man, six shoulder surgeries, all kinds of, you know, because I just, I continue to feel like my shoulders were unstable and, you know, I felt, you know, I felt a lack of confidence with them. And it's not like they were obviously dislocating but i'm just telling you like when i would go to use them and stuff it felt like they kind of shifted around they just didn't feel very great and obviously they wouldn't feel very great i never regained much strength or capacity or coordination from just you know compounding surgeries every year um so you know eventually my life started to point in a better direction and i can uh 
um, confidently say that I met this cert. So <laughs> I'd had four surgeries at that point, two on each shoulder. And I'm telling you, I had no other options. And I was still wondering which surgeon should I go see next? Like, that's what, that's the loop I was in. I had no other ideas. And uh, fortunately, I got sent to a decent guy. Okay. Actually, a, a great guy. As it relates to being a shoulder surgeon, uh, I'm going to name drop because he's an amazing Dr. David Bailey uh, has his own practice here in Arizona called uh, ASICS, A-Z-I-S-K-S. Um, he is a phenomenal shoulder and a knee surgeon. I got a shoulder surgery from him. I met with him. I told my history and he was just floored. He goes, He's like, I have no, I have, I don't know what to say. He goes, I just wish he would have, I wish he would have found me sooner. And he said, uh, he looked at my MRIs and he goes, um, it looks like a bunch of surgeons have been in there mucking around is the terms he used. So, yeah. and by the way, surgeries are, uh, are not cheap. So to hear that, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're a hell of an experience. And to hear that all they've been doing is mucking around to this guy, it was devastating, but also, you know, um, I was hopeful. So, uh, I got an operation. He said, we're going to, we're going to change this. So he gives me an operation. He does like a really comprehensive capsular, um, sort of, um, reconstruction, um, cleans up whatever, you know, fraying debris, whatever was in there. And, uh, I woke up from that surgery immediately knowing that something was different. Like my shoulder felt the best I can say is just more normal and more stable. I mean, like literally day one, even with all the, you know, just being so fresh off of the operation. I just, the, this, this, the general sense I had of my shoulder was that, oh, this is, this is better. And uh, he recommended that I go see a physical therapist. Um, I'm going to name drop him as well. He's a fantastic therapist in Scottsdale. Uh, his name's Jeff Barron. Uh, he owns a practice called Evolution Physical Therapy. And this is when my life started, like truly started. So this is actually, this is when I was introduced to the a new world of physical therapy. The one-on-one, -on -one, um, sometimes insurances evolve. You know, this is more the cash-based stuff where the you actually get somebody who is assessing your entire body and they're, they're not, um, they don't have to, you know, all that weird, all the weird billing codes or the protocols, like these people can actually operate um, more freely and, and intelligently. And they, they can consider all of the systems, as many systems as they, you know, have uh, an understanding of. And uh, I just, this is like, I wish the traditional system was this. I just, it was such a waste of time. And I know some people get better and, and you know, good for them um, with the traditional system, but this type of care is is where I think most people's hope and answers and solutions lie. Um, so I started working with him. Things started to get. I I I made a lot of progress with this guy. Um, just really important stuff. Um, getting me to do a push up again for the first time, um, even when I didn't want to. Like he, you know, he um, he just he encouraged me to just try one in front of him and just see what happens. Um, obviously it was like, he, he had confidence that this was, this was safe and, and could be done. 
and this this was this is when I really was able to start challenging my beliefs about my body. Um, as fragile as I felt, um, it, that physically wasn't the case. It it was this this is where the biopsychosocial uh, stuff um, becomes very important because I had been. Obviously, you know, there were physical issues going on. I was physically deconditioned, um, but more than anything, man, I was scared shitless about my body. I was, I was, I had no confidence in it. Um, I just didn't even want it. I didn't even, I didn't want this to be my body. I just, I'd lost such, I'd lost the relationship with my body and I, I didn't even know how to begin rebuilding. And, uh, and this guy got me, um, gave me a lot of my, um, of myself back, uh, by just, you know, listening to me as it related to my fears and, and, um, concerns and, you know, just, uh, intelligently, um, getting me, you know, lifting and training again and, and, you know, gaining real physical adaptations and, and along the way, just making sure that my, you know, my mind, um, gets, you know, some, some confidence instilled in it. And, uh, that went really well. Um, but there were a few things that just weren't clearing up. And, uh, one of the things that wasn't clearing up is this weird thing that like with, with my pelvis where I would, you know, it would, it would, man, it, it would, it would often get triggered by doing certain single leg activities. Like a split squat squat was almost guaranteed to um, to induce this, but I would get this sensation of like my right SI joint, um, like shifting and getting like locked up. And, uh, when it would happen, it, I could feel the, the effects from that on my entire body, like the, my entire system. Like it was, it was from that point, um, thing, you know, my neck, my shoulder, like just different areas of my body would start aching and, and just not feeling right or not. I wouldn't, I would kind of lose my, um, my, some of my confidence in, in the way I was moving. And, uh, I, I felt like I'd lost my move, a lot of my movement options. Like I literally felt locked up and, uh, I started using a chiropractor because I, I just, you know, we had tried dry needling. We had tried, um, quite a few other things. And the only thing that could kind of restore that, um, uh, joint uh, back to a feeling of being not just less or, or not stuck and, uh, and kind of resetting my system was just a, it was just like a thrust manipulation. Um, and uh, I would use that constantly. Like we're talking, I, I, I continue to just what I perceived as throw my SI joint out um, every other day. And I would just have to use a chiropractor like two or three times a week just to keep going because I, you know, when it would get out, I would, I would be so fearful that other areas of my body are then compromised, um, or malpositioned and, and they're going to get, you know, torn up and, and I'm going to, I'm just going to have this like never ending compounding problem where one side is, um, you know, the, the SI joint locks up and then the rest of my body's off. And then I tear my shoulder again. And then you know, that feeds and it's, I just thought I was just going to be in this never ending loop of injury. And, uh, 
Um, I just wanted to, so I, I wanted to emphasize here how important um, beliefs are, um, especially people in chronic pain, because the least amount of progress that I've ever made and um, just the, the, mo the, the most defeated and depressed and, and helpless I've ever felt is when I had a story in my head that was disempowering that, you know, that the, that the practice, there's so many different potential answers to why you're, you know, you're feeling what you're feeling when, when you're dealing with chronic pain. Um, literally every practitioner I went to had a different explanation for why I was feeling it. Even people within the same um, sort of camp, you know, whether it's, it's PRI based or DNS, they, even within those systems, I was getting, totally different answers for why I was feeling what I, what I was feeling. And at least with my brain, um, I tend to latch on to like, I mean, I follow the stories that make the most sense. Um, but there's something about me too, where I just, I latch on to these devastating stories about it where like, you know, the Cairo would say your, your SI joint is out. And if you don't get it put back in all that other stuff that you're feeling, and this is like, you know, I had real sensations. I had, I felt like, you know, other areas of my body would be more sore or um, just not feel or move the same when my SI joint was out. Um, you know, you need to come get that restored or put back in uh, or else, you know, the bad things that you think are going to happen are going to happen. Um, and I think this is where I got really, stuck many times within different systems where um, I just latched on to defeating stories, um, stories where I needed someone, I needed this, I, I, I'd be on a trip and throw my SI out and just have to look for a nearby Cairo. Someone's got to put my SI joint back in or else my body's going to fall apart. My life is going to continue to be hell. Um, this is where I just, I, any, like, it's so important that the person who's dealing with chronic pain is, is obviously like, give them your best and most accurate assessment of what's going on. Okay. If bad news needs to be delivered, uh, bad news needs to be delivered. You know, some people like, sometimes you do have pathology and sometimes something is going on, but any story that makes someone feel disempowered or, um, like dependent upon you, um, I would just caution that I'd caution practitioners, um, and I and I I would ask them to really reflect on what it the way that they speak to their to their patients because um, I don't know how many other people are like me, but I could have an entire session go pretty well, and then just one comment that he would make about you know something scary or bad about my body or something, something that's like wrong, that is my, the entire session would be summarized by that in my brain. And it, it, I would just carry those messages with me. And I, it, it just, it, it, it created an immense sense of fragility that I have had. And I still haven't shaken it. I've had an incredibly hard time um, regaining power and trust and confidence in my body again. 
And I want to, I want to, I want to talk uh, real quickly about some of the other stuff that I, I did along the way. I, let me just summarize it as I, I saw a lot of practitioners. Uh, I traveled to many different states. Um, I've gotten really every, I mean, from surgery to, to dental, to, you know, vision and to manipulation. I mean, I've, 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 I've needling, I've done all the interventions and I wasn't having much success at all. Matter of fact, I was becoming more and more depressed because not only was my physical situation not improving for some reason, um, I started to feel like I was back in that original spot where I was in that traditional medical system and I had no more options. No one's going to be able to help me. And I'd spend most of my day trying to look for the next answer, the next best thing for me. Um, and it was just this, this perpetual cycle of, I go see a practitioner. Um, I do my intake. I try to tell them all the relevant things. We do our stuff and it just, it first, you know, I don't know what, what's actually wrong with me, but it wouldn't solve my, my pain. And, uh, and I would leave, I would leave worse off, um, overall about a year ago, I stopped seeing people. Um, I hit a rock bottom. I, I, I want to say I, me and my parents have spent over a hundred thousand uh, dollars, probably not excluding surgeries on me going and seeing practitioners in different States here in the States. Um, I think they told me a statistic once they said, um, uh, do you know how many PT appointments you had last year? This is when I was like, I think like 22, probably like four years ago. Um, I had 176 PT appointments in a single calendar year. Jesus. That's almost, I mean, it's almost every other day. When things started to actually improve for me, sorry. Um, so a year ago, I hit a, um, we got on the connection. It says that it's, unstable. it's really lagging right now. Yeah. I think we're back. Okay, hold on. Yeah. We're back. So I went and searched far and wide for the answer. Um, all these different States, all these appointments. Um, I, you know, I even looked at blood work and, and went to natural, all this stuff. I'm like, just, what is wrong with me? And, uh, for the longest time, my parents were telling me like, Hey, like, you know, the, some of the mental side of things are important. Like I, we think you have an anxiety disorder. We think you, you, you know, you might think about it too much. Um, we think if you get this in check, it might help you. Um, you know, we're not saying it is the answer, but maybe it helps you be able to actually, you know, perform the activities that the, these people want you to do with a little less fear. And, and, uh, maybe you can actually start to make some progress there. Cause I, I would always be so scared to do a lot of the activities that, that the practitioners asked me to do because, um, again, man, I just, I can't emphasize enough how scared I was of my body. Um, and I just didn't want to make my situation worse because I'd lost everything because of it. And, uh, I actually, uh, so about a year ago, I, um, I work from home. Uh, I decided this was after I'd done a couple trips out of state. And uh, I'd actually arrived at a place where I thought I was not going to be able to be helped. Um, the last person I'd actually saw for, 
um, when we were doing some of the activities, um, I hurt my back, like my left low back pelvis area. And uh, crazy enough, it still isn't healed at this point, which I don't have an answer for. Um, but uh, not only had, you know, had I seen all these people um, paid all this money and was feeling better, I actually was worse. So when I worked with this, with this person, um, I essentially just said, screw it. I'm going to, I'm going to set my fear aside and I'm going to follow this dude's program precisely. And we had to do it remotely because he was out of state and, uh, you know, being my, I guess, normal self, I was trying to do things so precisely and intensely. Um, and, uh, you know, this involved a lot of, you know, maybe your listeners know the term like hip shifting and just really trying to nail these certain positions. And I never knew if I was doing it right, or it always felt, I just, I had no idea what I was doing most of the time. Or, <laughs> and uh, I, I kind of was on my own. And uh, I hurt my back doing some act, uh, rotational activity. And uh, from that point, I was worse off physically. And uh, I pretty much arrived at a place where I felt helpless. And uh, I drank myself into the hospital. And um, that was the biggest turning point in my entire life in the last eight years. Um, I woke up like eight hours later in a hospital bed. Uh, they told me what had happened. And uh, I actually got petitioned to go to a facility. And uh, I spent about a day in there. At, uh, so, I woke, yeah, I woke up in the hospital. I, I it, was, it was late at night when I woke up. Um, at the hospital and then later that or the next morning at like 6 a.m i got taken to that facility and i was there for about maybe 10 hours and uh that place was hell i've never experienced anything like that my entire life and to me it felt like a like a form of hell on earth and uh i had a realization in there where um i had i had There were so many aspects of my life, very important aspects, my family, I married at the time, wife, my job, all these things that are pillars in one's life. I had been fully neglecting these things or just doing the bare minimum while my main goal was to pursue getting out of pain. And I still didn't have many more friends at the time. I had my wife, um, and uh, I thought, you know what, how about I, I don't ever want to come back. I don't ever want to be back in this position again. I'm going to stop pursuing physical answers. And I'm going to do what feel what activities that are the most enjoyable to me and that don't feel like they're hurting me. And I'm going to focus on the rest of my life. And, I'm, and I thought, I don't even care if I make my physical situation worse. I'm like, I don't have any other choice at this point. I have to, I have to get my life back. And over the past year, um, up until about a month ago, I didn't see a single doctor. And to go from, you know, a year of 170 something appointments, um, and then before that, um, that drinking episode, you know, I, uh, I was seeing PTs twice a week um, and had been doing so 
you know, I, I just, I'd been seeing doctors so much for so long and uh, I just stopped and I said, I'm going to take my power back. I'm tired of people telling me what's wrong with me. And I'm tired of trying to do these certain moves or positions that um, unfortunately, I don't know if I'm doing them right because most of the people I was working with were remote. Um, and uh, I decided I, you know what I like, I like hiking. I'm going to go just slowly start hiking again. And then I'm going to work on the rest of my life. And I was still in pain. I still felt imbalanced and torqued and all these terrible feelings. Um, but I went out to, uh, to a place in, uh, in Arizona called South mountain. And, uh, twice a week, I just started, um, I started hiking and just seeing what happened. Just what am I as broken as I think I am? Am I as broken as some people told me I am? Is there anything here? Is there any, it, it, am I ruined? It was, it, it was as much of a physical, um, challenge as it was an exploration of like, who am I? <laughs> like, and, uh, I just, I did that first hike and it, um, I didn't, I didn't break. I was sore and, you know, there was, you know, some pain involved, which there always has been for me. Um, but, uh, I, uh, I realized that, uh, I had more power than, than I thought I did. And, um, I just continued to run that, that experiment over and over again. And, uh, if people are, you know, have been following me on Instagram, they've seen that I, I go do this hike three times a week now. And, uh, it's so, it's been so powerful for me because, um, I did the hike this morning. I, I hiked 90 stories. That's what my Apple watch told me. And, uh, this is after people have told me, um, you shouldn't even be upright anymore. Like you can't even manage gravity. Well, you need to go get in a pool. Let's just take gravity out of the situation. Um, and I'm not bashing these positions or these activities. They, they can be helpful, but for me, they were not helping me. I think based on my psychology, based on the, the beliefs I had about myself or what they, 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 these, these activities were just more stress for me because I never knew if I was doing them right. Um, and, uh, and again, I started to focus on other areas of my life, um, which I think is very powerful for, for chronic pain patients. It, it's so hard to do. Um, but, uh, you know, your pain, it's so hard to make your pain, not everything that you are, but, um, part of healing is getting back into doing the things you love and getting back to life and, 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 um, developing the balance that, that I feel like a lot of chronic pain patients have lost. They've lost friends. They've lost, um, lost out. They, they don't engage in activities that they used to enjoy. Um, you know, they're, they've just lost themselves. And, uh, every time I hit that mountain, I would think through my life and I'd think through, how can I improve different areas of my life? And, uh, 2020 has been a hell of a year for everybody, but this has been the best year of my entire life. And I've made so much progress. It's unbelievable just by slowly challenging 
bad beliefs in my head that I'm broken or um, that I need help. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I can't emphasize enough for, I, I, th I think the main takeaway I want for people who deal with chronic pain is find a good practitioner who can assess you and determine, okay, do we, do we have serious or obvious pathology here that's limiting? If not, understands the body as a whole because it's not just your shoulder. I know your shoulder may hurt. You may have a pathology there, but the, the whole, the whole system works as one. You've got to find somebody who uh, respects that or you might be lost forever. Um, and, and also find somebody who wants to empower you and build you up and get in, 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 give you the tools to get your life back. Cause I think that's where the real healing comes from. Um, that's where it came from for me, where I just repeatedly went out and proved to myself, even though I was still just as fearful and still in just as much pain that um, I'm not broken and that bodies are, a hell of a lot more resilient than we give them credit for and nutrition matters and sleep matters and balance in your life matters. Um, all of these things really do contribute to your pain. Um, for me, some of my pain intensity still remains, but I actually have power over it now. It's remarkable. Like my hip and back, you know, from, from when I heard it a year ago, Still, again, still don't know why they're not healed. That's just, you know, maybe we do another podcast where we're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on there. But, um, it's just, I don't, my pain isn't me anymore. I've got more, I've got more to answer to now. Um, I've got more that I'm excited about now. Um, and uh, man, I just, I need people to understand how much beliefs matter. Um they can truly be the biggest limiting factor. Um, for me, I couldn't even engage in the stuff that was supposed to help me get better until I had a shift in my mindset. And my shift was an interesting one because mine came from utter um, frustration where I was just like, you know, I basically, like I said, it ended up in hell and was like, anything's better than this. I do not want to go back here. So it was, it was a quite forceful shift, but um, for people who, um, you know, might have a hard time buying into like that there are, might be other reasons for their pain other than purely, um, biomechanical or musculoskeletal, um, you know, issues, uh, trust me, I was the most stubborn of them all. And, uh, I cannot emphasize enough how much it matters to have a good mindset um, and, and, and empowering beliefs about your situation and that you can get better.